Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 584. And today, I'm excited because we are going to talk about this weird niche that gets 500,000 monthly visitors, unique visitors, uh, and makes a six-figure income and is supporting her husband and herself, her family, and it's just amazing. And I really wanted to have her on for a couple of different reasons. Number one, to really open your eyes wide because when you are talking about this weird niche and you're going to hear how she talks about how she discovered it, but also how she thinks she should even niche down even further, or if she was to start out new, she would again. And why this is important for you is because I want to really demonstrate the power of having your own traffic, your own assets, and then if you want, you can start to launch your own products with less risk. And you're going to hear how we kind of talk through how she's monetized and really made money through the blog, but also now how she has a huge advantage for launching physical products, which uh, now I'm actually kind of helping her with because her and I are part of a mastermind together. And I actually met her through the mastermind. And that's the cool thing about masterminds. And I think it's also pretty important to, to kind of highlight that when people are at certain levels, uh, you're, you're kind of just trying to expand your thinking, but also trying to push, you know, each other in different directions. And she has a lot of strength in, in SEO and building like website traffic, but doesn't have as much in the physical products world. So see, that's kind of how we have a good match together. And, you know, after I got talking to her, I was just picking her brain myself and I'm like, you know what? I got to get you on the podcast because I want you to give me tips and kind of coach me as far as what I could be doing differently with, with blogging and traffic and, and Google and SEO and all that stuff. And, uh, and really then share that with you guys because it's so important. And, you know, I had someone on recently as well who, who kind of did the exact same thing. She already had a blog and had the traffic and had the resources and had the, you know, the email list and all this stuff. And now she's launching her own products and she's crushing it. And that is what's going to be happening here. And that's why brands are so important moving forward. So if you haven't started yet, you're going to want to listen to this episode because it'll get you started. We actually talk about what she would do differently if she was starting today. And this also reminds me to want to remind you about our inner circle and our mastermind. And it is for, you know, people that are at a certain level. So if you want to mastermind and if you want to dig into your business and focus on different areas of your business to grow over the next 12 months and you want to surround yourself with those types of people, then I would definitely encourage you to head over to tasinnercircle.com. Now, again, this is by application only. Not everyone is a good fit, but after you go through the application process, you'll kind of see if you're a good fit. And then from there, we would schedule a call with you and make sure that you are the right fit. And also to make sure that we can help you over the next 12 months. So if you're interested in joining my mastermind and my inner circle, then head over to tasinnercircle.com and you can get all the details over there. All right. So I am excited to introduce to you a good friend of mine now, Cassidy Tuttle, and we're going to hear about this weird niche. I'm not even going to reveal it yet. I want you guys to listen because I think it's, it's unbelievable. And, uh, and you're going to hear exactly how she started 
where she is now, where she's going, but also if she was to start over again, what would she do differently and what would she do to cut down the curve as far as uh, getting to where she is now? Oh, and one thing I wanted to bring to your attention, uh, we had a little bit of a audio issue in the very beginning, so just bear with us. Uh, the Skype connection was a little off, but it smoothed out as we went through and uh, trust me, you're going to want to stick around for this one because this is really, really meaty and you are going to, uh, you're going to learn a ton. All right. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this amazing conversation, this training really with my good friend, Cassidy Tuttle. Enjoy. Well, hey, Cassidy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing this morning? This early morning for you. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we just figured it out about three hours difference. You're in Arizona. And once we change the clocks, though, I think you'll be two hours. But right now, three hours, bright and early. I'm excited to have you. So um, weather's good there? Yep. It's awesome. Awesome. Always awesome in Arizona, right? Always. Always. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I wanted to get you on because um, you and I are in a mastermind together. And um, after I found out what you sell and kind of how you started selling, I thought it was very interesting because a lot of people, they think they have to have this really, really like sexy niche or market. And, you know, it's got to be, uh, you know, this thing that everyone knows about and the stuff that you are selling, I had no idea about, and I didn't really think that you could ever really blog about it. And you've built up a very successful blog and you know a lot about blogging and all that stuff. So I definitely want to dig into that, but maybe what you can do before we dive into all the, the details is kind of give us a little bit of a background, like who is Cassidy and how did you get into this online business stuff? Yeah. Well, actually like you, I kind of, I got my start in photography. Mm. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in photography. And after I finished up school and I was working, um, I started a photography blog cause that was the thing to do back then. Everyone had a blog mm -hmm. and I was totally set on that's how I was going to find more clients was through the blog. Um, but at the time I was living in Utah and in the middle of winter, I decided to buy some succulents. I'd seen them in magazines and different places. So I'm like, these are kind of cool. I need something to, uh, help me get over this, uh, the gray weather in Utah. <laughs> and so went up to a greenhouse, bought some succulents, and then I started photographing them cause they were photogenic. And I started doing some research online trying to figure out how to keep them alive. And I found a lot of books, but everything was really geared towards growing in Southern California or growing in a really ideal climate for succulents. So I just started kind of experimenting and doing different things um, and documenting it on the blog. And then I started to learn more about online business. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could monetize the blog. So I put analytics on the site and realized that no one was coming to my photography stuff. Um, everyone was, I was getting organic search traffic already to these articles I'd written about succulents. So I switched it over to its own website, kind of recognizing that it had some potential. And that's when succulents and sunshine was born. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kind of tinkered around for a little while, but eventually the the company that I was shooting for, I was just a contractor and I was actually taking um, like white product photos. That was apparently my specialty at the time. Um, 
So very related to what you guys are doing, but it was pretty mindless and I was really good at it and really efficient. So it got to a point where the company I was working for, they're like, we just want to have someone here full time and just pay them on a salary. So basically they wanted to pay me the same amount and have me work twice as much. And I wasn't interested in that. Plus a 45 minute commute each way. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, let me just back up though. So you got into succulents just because you were interested in them? Yeah. Okay. And then you started to blog about it, but you were already kind of blogging in the photography space. Yes. So you kind of started to build up your skill set there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. I mean, I, I'm not a very concise person in general. So I think it just worked out that I was writing long stories about my succulents, which when I went back and read them, you know, a couple of years ago, we did like a big refresh of the blog. And some of those first articles were not really that helpful, mm. but people found them to be helpful. So they were finding like the nuggets within the posts, but they were long. I was using keywords, you know, without knowing it. Um, and we were actually ranking for really small keywords, but enough, enough of them that it was driving traffic. So most of the keywords that we were ranking for were getting like two to 300 searches a month. Okay. But there were, you know, five or six different ones and we were ranking number one, um, on Google for them. Okay. So definitely happy accident at the beginning. Mm. Did you do any, did you know anything about keyword research at that point though? Or were you just kind of like guessing or just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to write about this because that's what I want to know about. And that's what people will want to know about. Like, was there any research at that point? No, not when I first started. It was just, here's what I'm doing. Like it was kind of your, I mean, really more what blogging was then was just writing about what you're doing every day. Right. And so that was essentially what I was doing is just saying, Hey, I have these succulents on my windowsill. Apparently you can propagate them from a leaf. So I just took some off today and I'm setting them on the soil and I'll give you an update in a week. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that was it. And then I feel like it was pretty soon after that, that I did start learning about, um, online business. I actually remember there was, so I had been listening to smart passive income while I was working. Um, and then I happened upon this other random book and I can't remember for sure where I got it, but it was how to make $5,000 a month online. And the whole thing was keyword research. Oh, so that was about, it was probably about six months after I had written, you know, my first blog post. Had you had, had you had installed any, any analytics on your, on your blog or, or website at that time? Not when I first started. Okay. It okay. kind of all came together okay. probably about six months after I'm like, Oh, well maybe I should, yeah, you know, maybe some... I should look into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that book kind of opened your eyes to like keywords because people are online, they're searching, they're using the search engine. You can really you know, find stuff that people are searching for and have a little bit more of a strategic approach to building out your content. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Okay. And now at this point, you're, you're starting to get traffic and stuff. Where do you, or when do you start thinking about monetizing and start thinking about like, wow, I could, I could actually create money through this blog maybe. So it's hard to say for sure. Cause in my head, it's all kind of lumped together in mm. this one turning point. Yeah. But I would say it probably it probably happened that I put analytics on the site 
realized I was getting traffic to succulents. Um, within like a month or two, I switched it over to its own site because I knew I didn't want it to be, it was just on CassidyTuttle.com. So oh, I'm like, okay. I need a succulent URL. Um, and I would say just a couple months after I had that up is when I learned about Google AdSense. And that was how I first monetized. It was just Google ads. Google so ads, yeah. I made $5 one day and I was so excited. <laughs> and then about an hour later, a friend of mine calls and she's like, oh, I noticed you had ads on your site. So I went and clicked on all of them. And I'm oh, like, no. oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to get banned. You know, but thankfully uh, that didn't happen. So wow. and then and then within the first year I had it, though, um, I, I did also end up writing an ebook on propagation, which was what the blog posts were about that I had first started with. Um, so and that did it did a lot better than I realized. Like I went back and looked at the numbers and I made a thousand dollars the first month Whoa. that I published it. Wow. So and, at the time I was seeing like big numbers, you know, like 10,000. And mm. so it seemed really small, but now I'm like, we made, we ended up making about 15,000 the first year we were actively monetizing the site. So that's a, yeah, yeah, it's over a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of people, I mean, that's a, a nice, uh, either really nice apartment or even a mortgage payment. I mean, that's, that's uh that's pretty impressive. And that's just through like AdSense and the ebook? Yep. Wow. It was just those two. Wow, that's amazing. Now the ebook the ebook, let, let's talk about that for a second. So how does that come about and kind of like where do you get the idea of what you want to create where you're just gonna compile a lot of your blog posts because you've kind of been writing about these certain topics and and then you went in and just created this ebook and about how long was the ebook? So the ebook is 33 pages. Wow. And it's it's a photo book. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I mean every page it's it's really pretty. So every page is a full bleed photo, you know, or it has a couple combinations of photos, but there's really not that much text in it. Hmm. I I want to say it maybe has it might have 10,000 words. So it's not okay. super long. Okay. But basically the idea for it came was I did have all these blog posts and I'd had at that point, you know, like two or three people asking me some questions about propagation mm -hmm. and oddly no one was really talking about it at the time in the world of succulents because everyone was in Southern California and why would you grow from a leaf when you can just get a cutting from your neighbor or, you know, mm. they're just prolific down there. Mm. <laughs> um, and now there's a lot more people talking about it, but, um, yeah. So I just, I realized there was kind of a gap in that and I knew I didn't want to do a physical book. Um, at the time I had no intention of ever doing a physical book. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at just researching like how to make an ebook. And actually I, in school, I also studied graphic design. So I knew how to put something together. It was just a matter of what do we include? Um, so I took, some of the same content that was in the blog post and just really went into a lot of detail uh, about how to do it. Like a lot of little in-between steps that I didn't have in the blog posts, just some information I'd learned through different experiments. And yeah, basically it was just a little bit more in-depth than the blog post, but also everything was in order. Mm. You know, so with the blog post, it was kind of chaotic. There was just stuff here and there. And if you found one post at that time, you might not have found the next post that you needed. Mm. So it was just a good way to give people all the information all in one, easy to read 
format. Right. Now, how, how are you selling that? Were you like using something like eJunkie or something to deliver the, the book? How, how are you delivering it? Yep. E-Junkie. E-Junkie. Yeah, I've used E-Junkie for years. I was using that in our um, online photography uh, business where we were doing like, uh, we still have um, a small number of um, people that go through that every single month. But uh, basically, uh, it's digital. It's a, it's a digital uh, file, basically, either a digital background or a digital prop of some kind. So yeah, I went in and just did an E-Junkie and then you'd make a cart page and you know you do the whole thing. Really easy. It was like really cheap to do it. Um, yeah. and it works it really like well. five bucks a month. Yeah. It's super cheap, um, to do. And, uh, yeah, it works really good. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, so, okay. So the ebook, you, you start getting a taste of this online money and you're like, wow, this is, uh, this is interesting. Where does your head go now? You're like, okay, blog traffic, uh, ebook, you know, AdSense. where do you make that next, that next bigger move in your business or where are you seeing the next you know, I call them the take action moment. It's kind of like, where's the next thing that you did that created like the next bump in your sales? So the next step, once the ebook was launched, um, I knew I needed to branch out more on topics. Mm -hmm. So basically the whole site was just how to propagate succulents. And I hadn't touched at all on succulent care. Okay. And from the keyword research, I knew that those were like big areas I could focus on, but I also wasn't confident that I could rank for them. Um, I mean, I was, but I wasn't, you know, it was I'm like, well, let's try this. Um, so I, I started focusing on like how to water succulents, what kind of soil do they need? And just the really essential parts of caring for succulents. Mm. And, and then I would do some different like project posts, but it was really about creating more content based on the keyword research I had done. And then I started dabbling in, um, Pinterest and social media at that point, really just Pinterest. I was going to say so, that that's gotta be huge for you. Pinterest. Yeah, it, it is. But surprisingly, Google is still about 70% of our oh, traffic. Wow. wow. Okay. Give, give me an idea of how much traffic we're talking about now, just so people can get a, an idea of like what we're talking about as far yeah. as traffic numbers, because I think it's pretty impressive. So it has a major fluctuation. So May is normally when we peak. Mm -hmm. And I think this last May, we probably got about 500,000 visitors wow. in a month. Wow. And then we'll get down. I think we're going to be around like 350 right now for the winter. Okay. Um, but we've had a really steady increase year over year. So we'll probably see that go up by 10 to 20% next year. Wow. That is, um, that's impressive. And, uh, you know, how long have you been technically like now officially like focusing on this blog? Uh, five years. Okay. So yeah. So again, it's taken some time. People would look at you and go, oh, wow. Yeah. She just threw up a blog and boom, she's got traffic. Um, there's been a lot of work that's went into that and learning and experimenting and all of that stuff. I just really want to kind of highlight that because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, it takes work, you know, it takes yeah. trial and error. Um, what would you do differently looking back at building out, you know, the blog? And I know you and I personally talked and I, I want to talk about that a little bit after, but like, you know, in today's, you know, market or, you know, SEO world, is it still possible to blog? You know, is it still possible to get traffic and, you know, things have changed, but you know, I kind of want to dig into that too. But what, what would you do differently if you're starting over today with a blog? I 
would have been more careful about the topics I was writing about. And I would have focused more on just the core, like care information. Okay. And this may sound really funny. I also would have niched down more. Mm. So I started with propagation, which was really niche. But then I just went out to full on how to care for succulents anywhere. And that's kind of the platform that we take right now. It's like, you can grow succulents anywhere in the world and here's how to do it. Mm -hmm. But um, at the time I was living in Utah and there are actually succulents that can handle a four season climate. So if I were to go back, I would have started by like doing like just cold hardy succulent care Mm. and kind of done these different uh, verticals, I guess, of succulents. And we're kind of targeting that more a little bit now with, with our YouTube videos focusing on like now that I'm in Arizona, like really heat tolerant succulents. Hmm. Um, and we, and one of the affiliates we work with is really focused on cold hardy. So kind of doing it more niche, which most people are like, wait, you can niche down more than succulents. <laughs> like, you, you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, And I've had a few people ask me like, okay, if I'm starting a site, like what do I do? And I keep saying it's so much easier to branch out. It's a lot harder to like bring it back in and Mm -hmm. focus more. Mm -hmm. So if you start small and really narrow, and if that doesn't work, then you can branch out a little more, see if that works, branch out a little more. But yeah, definitely starting more focused, kind of hyper-focused, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I even look at that as far as like in the e-commerce physical products world, you know, a lot of people want to go out after the fishing market versus going after the bass fishing market and then going after uh, maybe the kayak bass fishing market. Like I would drill down deeper um, into the market and then eventually, and I think you would agree, then you can, once you start to get some of that traction and start to get some of the traffic, then you can start to move into different verticals, like you said, and then you can become the overall, you know, like for you, you're the succulent, right? But you also could probably go out even a little bit further outside of that because it's people that are into succulents are probably into other plants as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. And the thing, so, I mean, really, if you look at kind of the pattern of how I started too, I still did follow that, like starting out in a a much more niched topic, Mm. you know, with, with propagation, because with like keywords, it's easier to rank for something that's getting, you know, a thousand searches a month instead of 15, 20, a hundred thousand. And now those are our goals because we have the traffic and we have, you know, that, that authority, but starting off smaller is definitely easier. Yeah, it it is. And like you said, the numbers might not look as as great, right? But I mean, heck, if you have five keywords that are bringing in, you know, 300, 400 searches a month, that adds up, you know, yep. and, um, and then you can start to build on that. And so, okay. So with the SEO world, cause that's changed so much. And anyone that's listening, that doesn't know what that is. It's search engine optimization. It's kind of where you're going out and you're targeting keywords that people are searching for most of the time long, uh, you know, long tail is uh, going to be easier because you have, you know, longer uh, versions of a, a main keyword. But what, I, and there's been a lot of changes. If you've been in it for five years, you've seen all the Google slaps and people that have been gaming the system with all this backlinking and, you know, creating their own blog, net, blog networks and all that stuff. 
And I'm sure you haven't even gotten, you know, involved in that stuff because you haven't had to, right? You've just organically done this and you've always probably stayed where you are or even gotten better because everyone else that was gaming the system went away um, because they got, you know, slapped overnight. But with all of that stuff that's happened and, you know, that channel that has been, you know, constantly being adjusted, um, what, what do you do now, um, and that you feel that you would keep doing to help rank, you know, for, you know, keywords on Google? Yeah. One of the things that bugged me most when I start doing like research on how to improve search rankings and I get to be my own, uh, pet peeve, I guess, is it really does come down to writing helpful content. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely believe there are like, there are things that you can do beyond just writing good content. But I know the, the thing right now is like really long articles Mm -hmm. and user, uh, user experience. So we've been working really hard to make sure we're getting people staying on the page for a long time. So if you have, you know, a long article, naturally they're going to stay on the page longer if it's engaging. Um, and that's the thing I think has kept me going up. Like you mentioned in the search rankings, it's just, I've always been in it for the content, not to game the system. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I absolutely researched like all the little tips and tricks and things that you can do. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, the thing that I feel like has been my secret weapon, I guess you could say for SEO is actually images. Mm. Um, cause our site has, because I have the photography background, my site has always been very photo heavy and I'm a little biased, but they're pretty good photos. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of our search traffic initially actually came from Google image search. So if I wasn't ranking, in, you know, the, the first page on Google for a keyword, a lot of times I was ranking first page in an image search. Oh, okay. And the, this is something that hasn't gone away. Uh, but the, the best way to rank for images and also help your overall ranking is just to name your photos, name those files before you upload them and use keywords in them. And then making sure you have the alt tag in place again with those keywords. Like I'll usually just name the file and then copy and paste the same thing into the alt tag. And cause Google can read all of that information. Mm. I think it's less of a secret weapon than it used to be. More people know about that now, mm. but I see a lot of like information bloggers or just, you know, even people like yourself where you're trying to get, well, you you've been in the content space for a while too, but you know, just trying to get some of, um, your content ranked more. Mm. And the, the biggest gap I see still is people not using enough photos in their content, um, because it's a really good way to add more of that keyword information that Google's looking for. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know we could do a better job, uh, you know, at, at all that stuff, whether it's the physical products brand that um, I'm partnered with. Um, and I mean, by the way, like on that, like we started that like about 18 months ago now. And all we're really doing is like we're posting a you know blog post and we're not really, I mean, we're optimizing the best we can. I mean, we have someone doing it, but I really should focus on that even more. But we just looked, we're up like 70% in traffic from last year to this year. We were at like, 
I forget what the number was last year, but right now I just had um, my guy look into this and we, I think we did last month, like 65,000 uniques. Um, That's awesome. Which is pretty good. And we didn't, I don't think we did like a lot of what we're supposed to be doing, honestly, because in the beginning we're just like, all right, let's just get something going because we want to have it in place. And, um, and, uh, now we're starting to add more images. We're starting to add video and beds and all that stuff, which I think that also, and correct me if I'm wrong, again, if we keep them on page longer, it's going to help our analytics and then also help show Google that people are staying on our page. Um, is that something that you're, you're doing now as well is, is putting a video embedded into your post so that way there people can watch it on the page? Yep. Yeah. So YouTube has been a big focus for us this year and utilizing those videos within the post Mm. and they, they help each other, right? So having a video on the post definitely helps your search ranking, but, uh, the video in the post also helps your YouTube views and helps you increase organic views on YouTube. Mm. So it's just a good partnership. Like we, whenever we're launching a video, um, we're embedding it in a blog post the day it goes live. So we can kind of capitalize on the YouTube side of things, getting that velocity mm-hmm. for the YouTube channel. But then it's also, you know, helping the blog post down the road too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it kind of cross promotes each, each other, right? You get a backlink coming from YouTube and then get one going over to YouTube because you're putting in your link in the description and, and all that. So that's a natural back and forth. And like you said, on page, um, works really well. I've heard also, um, some people are using Facebook embeds now, um, on some of their videos and putting them in there, which I wasn't sure how that mm-hmm. actually worked, but now, yeah, I'm hearing, um, that, uh, obviously Facebook wants to be able to compete with YouTube and they want to allow you to be able to embed a video that you have posted on your page. So it's another thing to, um, to think about. Um, we're actually, uh, experimenting with that because we have more in, in the new brand, we have more stuff that's on Facebook than we do on YouTube currently. Um, so yeah, I'll let you know. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's definitely something, but you know, again, keeping people on page, um, I think is a, is a, is a big deal. Um, and you know, I think anyone starting and the reason why I wanted to have you on is because Number one, I think it's an amazing story, and I also think it's it's just proof that you need to niche down, and this is niche down, but you even want to go even further down the niche, like you even want to go even even more of a sub-niche, um, which I think is awesome that you said that because so many people look at the surface and they don't look at like what's below the surface, and in this case, you know, it, you can have a lot less competition and you can get start getting some momentum easier than trying to go after like the top level. Um, which I think is huge. Um, now let me ask you this, um, cause you and I had talked privately at the mastermind and stuff. Um, and I know that, and we have someone in our mastermind that is it pretty much exactly like you has a, a very successful blog, tons of traffic. She also has a Facebook presence. Um, she has an email list and she just recently launched three physical products and she's crushing it right now. Um, so let me ask you this first, how much leverage do you have other than blog traffic? Have you started building that email list? I think you said you did, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So we have, um, outside of the blog, we have an email list. I think right now it's around 50,000. That's amazing. Yeah. And then we started a Facebook group last October. And so it's been up for about a year and I think we're up to about 40,000 people wow. in the Facebook group. Wow. So it's, it's been crazy to watch that grow. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Um, and I forget, do you jump on Facebook and do Facebook lives or anything? 
No. Oh, you don't? Come on, probably, you got to be doing that. I know. All right. It's funny. The Facebook group has been kind of weird for me because I, I am not a social media person. And so that's been one of my challenges with the group is... I don't love being in there mm. because it's, it's different for me. Okay. Um, but I get it. We're, yeah, we're playing, we're playing around with it. But the awesome thing is that, um, the, the group has been really engaged without me, which is something that I was really worried about when I started it because I didn't want to have to be in there every day, mm-hmm. but we have such great people, you know, it, it basically started from the email list and mm-hmm. from the blog and we have such willing and helpful people in our audience that the the group has insane engagement. Like mm. we're getting two to three hundred posts a day in oh the my group. Gosh, yeah, that is fantastic. And, and it's a page, right? It's not a group. Uh, this is a group. Oh, this is a group. Okay. Is it's a is it an open group or do the people have to um to basically get accepted? Is it a closed group? It is a closed group. Okay. Um, and so, do you have a page at all, though, or no? Just the just the group. We do have a page and honestly, I don't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, it's been kind of up and down. Like there'll be times I'm like, okay, we're going to go figure out this Facebook thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then do it for a little bit. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. We're the, just sticking to Pinterest yeah, and the, Google. The, the cool thing with the Facebook page is that it will allow you to then run an ad to that video that you post, um, in a closed group. I don't believe you can. So that's yes. the that's the yeah. advantage of having the page. So even if you don't use the page as your engagement piece, you just use it as a way, you know, you can repurpose the stuff that's in the group or whatever or have someone do that. I know you have people on your team that could probably do that very easily, but you could take the Facebook page and then, you know, do your Facebook live or a video upload and then that could turn into a uh, sponsored post, um, you know, or a sponsored ad. Um, which then you could share that in your, in your group as well. So yeah, that's, um, that, I think that's what, um, what the girl in our group does is she uses a Facebook live and then basically takes it and then shares it over into the group. Um, and by the way, I mean, I think you, you heard this too, right? Like she did a Facebook live for a pre-launch for her physical product and she sold like 16 or 17 grand worth of her product in an hour. Yeah. Which is crazy. Insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's definitely something that is like on my mind to figure that out. And, um, she just gave us a little training on Facebook lives too. She did. So that's, I am excited to figure that out and do more with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just another, you know, another notch in your belt. I mean, you, you've got, um, you've already got the traffic and everything and then to, to do that Facebook live and then you can tell people on your email list that you did a Facebook live and you push them over there. So you have so much leverage. And I also want to highlight this for everyone listening, because I've been talking probably for the past year, year and a half now of how important it is to build a brand and, you know, all of these other assets to build like the blog traffic or the Pinterest or YouTube or, you know, a podcast or whatever it is in your market, the email list right now with what you have, you have so much leverage if you wanted to, not saying you want to, but if you ever wanted to launch a physical product, because now you can do exactly what the girl in our group is doing and then just let everybody know. And for people that are listening right now, this is exactly why I'm saying to do what I'm telling you to do, because if you don't, you're going to have people like Cassidy that are going to be able to come in here and compete very, very aggressively. And you're not going to know where all that traffic's coming from. 
<laughs> and because a lot of people right now, Cassidy, are just launching their product on Amazon and then letting Amazon do the ranking and all that stuff. And then they're just using the inside tools on Amazon. They aren't using the outside channel. So for you, you could drive a whole bunch of traffic over to a three-day sale and get a whole influx of sales. And then that's going to spike the algorithm inside of Amazon. And then you're going to be ranking higher than everyone else. And everyone else inside is going to be only able to use what they can use inside the platform. So, yeah, definitely. And I, I think there are a lot of bloggers out there who are kind of realizing the potential. Mm -hmm. Maybe not everyone's as crazy as I am, but we, my husband and I have actually talked about different niche sites that we're hoping to set up, you know, in the next couple of years to do exactly what you're talking about, just leveraging the content. Cause that's the part that we've figured out yeah. and are doing really well. And then kind of getting into more, okay, how can we you know, either build our own product or promote an affiliate product and just utilize that content. Um, cause in some ways, I mean, it does, it does take a while to build up really good content, but you don't actually need that much to be, to have a successful business around it. Um, like we have a friend who he has built multiple niche sites and he actually doesn't do any sort of, um, promotion with them or anything, but um, within a year, he's getting, you know, 25, 30,000 views Jeez. with only 30 articles. Oh my gosh. And it's purely search traffic. So wow. if you can find the right niche yeah. and, you know, our approach would be more, okay, let's promote it on Pinterest or Facebook to kind of kickstart everything. Sure. And then, yeah, absolutely. You can leverage that to promote so promote other products or so your own. What's, what's a good strategy if someone's just starting out to create their blog or they have a blog that's been sitting there and they've kind of randomly maybe put up one article here or one there. What would you say would be like a plan of attack to kind of go out there and commit to something, um, to kind of get into a routine or whatever? So I would say initially, and actually I, I've been doing this with my sister-in-law, so we're testing it with her. Oh, okay. So she started a site about two years ago, but we really started pushing it a year ago. And we, I had her start by writing 10 articles okay. just to make sure it's something she was interested in doing. She'd stick with it and you know, that it, it was something she felt like she had enough to write about. So that's, that's where I recommend starting is see if you can write 10 great articles and then make sure you have about 50 more in your head, you know, mm. that you can pull from. Um, but starting there and then getting those up, publishing semi-regularly, you know, okay. once a week, twice a month, somewhere okay. along there. Okay. And definitely building your email list as you go, having a good lead magnet and just a weekly email, you know, you're sending out to people with new information. Um, because yeah, awesome. she's, she's grown from scratch. I mean, from nothing to, I think last month she just hit over 30,000 views. Wow on her site. So it's, you know, and part of that's Pinterest and part of it's search. But mm. in the last year, I think she's had almost a hundred thousand views from search traffic. That's amazing. So it's, yeah, it's been awesome to see that it does still work. You can start from nothing. And her site is about orchids. So we didn't stray too far from what <laughs> I'm doing. Right. But, but it's definitely given me confidence that really anyone can do it if you just put the work in and, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. I've, um, I've kind of told people too, like 
to kind of jumpstart things. It's kind of like Amazon, the same thing. Like we want to get traffic to something. So if you have content, we want to get traffic there because that can start to get it shared and get it, you know, kind of commented on and liked and all that stuff. Um, and just to start building that email list. And that could be done, like you said, either with a lead magnet of some kind, or even we've done it where you take a product that's related to your market that they want. So if it's in kayak bass fishing, it might be, um, maybe we find a, um, maybe a, a set that a kayak bass fisherman would want. That's a $200 value. And then we would run a contest for that. And we'd build up that email list. And then we'd start sending that email list, the pieces of content that we're creating on our blog to really start to get that traffic to go there, but then also to start getting the content shared. So it's a way for us to kind of jumpstart it. Um, so it's very similar to what you're saying. If you, if you have other channels to drive to the article, it's going to help to, to kind of get that thing moving a little bit. Yeah. And the giveaway is really good because people, people love winning stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be related. I get people to go, I'll just give away a Kindle. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really go with kayak bass fishing. Yeah. You're going to get a ton of signups, but they're not the right people. Right. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that's that's dialed in. Um, really funny uh, story here, though. After you know, you and I got you know talking, and and we were at the mastermind and stuff. And I, I think someone there was was you know mentioning you know like because I know that you sell through affiliates and stuff like that, and you make money there. But um, they were talking about like we like you know succulents, but we don't really want to care for them. Like we'd rather just have some fake ones. And yes. you're like, I never really thought of that. Or I did, but I didn't know because I, I teach how to grow them and how to care for them and stuff. And I just want to give you a funny little stat here. Um, I pulled it up while we were on here and there's a, uh, it, there's a 14 pack assorted artificial succulent thing here, right? $24 and 99 cents. And it averages 1,442 sales per month. 40 sales a day. Oh. Yeah. And um, so in with that product, depending on what they're sourcing it for, uh, probably making, I'm going to guess, around 10 bucks a unit in their pocket. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's pretty solid right there. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I think they, they launched um, in April of last, or of 2018. So um, a little while ago. And they've been averaging since June over a thousand a month in sales. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. And very, very, um, you know, not that competitive. Um, so, and there's another one here too, another assorted pack. This one here is $17.99, but it's like little bowls with the succulents in it. And they're selling for $17.99, $1,694 sales, 45 sales a day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, so there's definitely a market there. Um, and again, I mean, whether you would sell those or not, but there's, there's, de and I told you that before, I'm like, man, like there's so many different things you could probably sell around your space, even if you don't want to sell live ones. Cause I know you said live ones, it's a pain in the butt. You don't want to deal with that. I get it, but there's probably tools or, or, um, you know, even like containers or starter kits or whatever. Um, so again, um, I think that's another move for you eventually not to get distracted, not, you know, shiny object syndrome here, but it's a huge opportunity, um, because you have, a huge amount of traffic and anyone even listening to this, if they wanted to go and try that just to launch it on Amazon, they could. But if someone like you comes in, it's going to be really, really hard to compete with you. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we've talked about this in the group, like yeah. 
after this other girl's success, I'm like, I totally want to try this. And it's, that's the hardest thing for me right now Mm. is not getting sidetracked because the way I started was like, yeah, let's try that. Yeah. Yeah, Let's try that. Sure. Let's try this. And so now that it's bigger, I have to like slow down, not, not get distracted as much, but, um, I've totally been digging into faux succulents since then. Yeah. Um, there's actually a girl that I follow on Instagram. She switched from creating live arrangements that she was selling to people. Mm. And now she does almost exclusively fake succulent arrangements. Oh, wow. And so it was kind of weird to see her make that shift, Mm. you know, recognizing that was a way she could be different. So it's, yeah, I don't know. There's always something new to try, which is awesome. Well, and for you, I mean, honestly, like I think it's the same thing, right? We're doing research here on Amazon. So we're seeing things that are selling and we can see the past sales. We can see how long they've been selling. Um, so we can do all that stuff. We can even do a little bit of research by their brand name and see if they actually have a website, if they have an email list, like, so we can kind of see what the competition looks like. And then with all of your assets and with all of the leverage that you have, it'd be super easy to to compete because all you need to do to rank on Amazon really is you know, have a good product, obviously, but you got to be able to optimize your listing, which is super easy. You already know about SEO. It's very similar on Amazon. And then from there, you just need to give Amazon sales to let them know that you have a product that's selling well. And then once you do that, you start to rank. That's it. Like, um, so it's really not that, um, not that hard. The hardest thing is going to be sourcing it. And it's not even that hard, um, sourcing it, finding good product that you like, that you want to, that you want to call your own. And then, uh, Heck, you would even brand them succulents your brand. You know what I mean? Like they'd be your line of of these different um, artificial ones. So, or just even supplies or whatever. But um, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking anyway. I'll, I'll be in your ear about it, but I'm not, I don't want to get you distracted on the other projects that you have going on. But yeah, there's definitely a whole nother side of, of the business there um, that you could actually get into if you wanted to um, very easily. Um, before I let you go, I did want to ask you another um, another question, and this um, is a little bit of my uh, my own personal uh, request here. I want to know. Um, we had talked when you were there about your how you were um, monetizing the blog and all that stuff, and the other blogger that was there had mentioned AdThrive, and you have used them before, but you um, either didn't have a good experience, I forget, or it just wasn't working for you. Um, have you? looked into that again? Cause the reason why I'm asking is because on our new brand, we're thinking about reaching out to them to get an approval, to put them on just for an additional, um, side, um, revenue stream from traffic that's coming in. Yeah. So, and that's something actually that I love about having your own site is you can do things other than the physical product, right? Yeah. You have some more options. Um, so I am actually with ad thrive. I, I've been with them for, three years, oh, four okay. years, maybe okay. I, I love them. Okay. Um, so as far as ad networks go, if you can get on with ad thrive, um, hands down, I'd recommend it. Okay. Um, the, the, her comment was, um, to add a few more ads to oh, the pages. Okay. okay. And so, um, and I've actually gone back and done that. The, the thing that I guess has happened over the last year or two is I've been trying to figure out the balance between, ads and promoting my own content mm. and then also just improving overall user experience. Cause you know, that again, that goes back to the, the search traffic, which is basically what we rely on for all of our income. So, um, I had turned down the number of ads that were showing on the pages, you know, there's still ads showing, 
but I think we'd set like a max of two per article. Okay. And so we've increased that now to three and then there's four on some of the pages. Um, but, but the thing that I love about them is that you can do that. Like they, they are very much, um, working for you and it's not like, well, if you drop down to only two ads per page, we're going to drop you because we're not going to make enough money. Mm. They're like, no, yeah, we'll, we'll totally do that. Let us know if you want to change anything else. Um, mm, okay. so it's, it's been really good, but I did, um, we also had a couple new like groups of pages that we had not put any ads on, um, again, just to try and test and see, you know, can we promote our own products this way and increase our own sales? Um, and we've essentially found that you can do both and there doesn't seem to be like a huge trade off, mm. which is great because with the ad networks, you're getting money just for traffic. You don't have to do anything. Mm. Just get people. Well, I guess you had to get people to your site, but you know, we already have people on the site. So as long as there are people coming to the site, we'll always be generating uh, income. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, and, and I feel the same way and that's why I was holding off. Like we have no ads running on, on, uh, the new brands blog, um, because we didn't want it to number one, take away from people going over to our own stuff, but in the same breath, not everyone's going to go over there either. So you're kind of losing out on the traffic. Like I said, like having 60, 70,000 uniques coming to a blog and not capitalizing on that almost seems, um, <laughs> stupid to me for, uh, on our part because um, we probably lost some revenue there. And, you know, my partner, who's been a blogger for a while as well, and she knows all about these different, you know, networks and all this stuff. And um, she has a blog that's about seven or eight years old, and she hasn't posted anything on it for like, gosh, probably it's a year. Um, and it's still getting tons of traffic, I think over 300,000 uniques. Um, that's awesome. And uh, she said last month, I think she did like three or four grand. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, well, what? we got to put some on, on the other blog. And she's like, well, you, you said you didn't want to because you didn't want to. I go, I did say that, but I'm changing my mind. I want to see what this can do. So I think we're going to try. But the thing is, is we don't have technically the 100,000 mark. But uh, she had said that even though that's the case, they may still take us because she's been in their network for a while. So, I don't know. Well, yeah. And the other place you could look, though, too. So like my sister-in-law um, has not hit that hundred thousand mark, but there's another company called media vine. Okay. And I believe their threshold for applying is 2,500 or sorry, 25,000 sessions okay. per month. Okay. And she just got approved for that. I think two or three months ago. And so now she's making a couple hundred dollars a month, Oh. Okay. you know, that way, wow. which she went from making, you know, a few ebook sales here and there to suddenly she's making a couple hundred a month. So Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And and it's nice just having that consistency of, mm. okay, if we've got traffic to the site, we're making money, then it's okay if you test sales. You know, you're not as worried about a dip in mm. sales or affiliate sales or whatever. It it gives you kind of a constant, which is really nice. Well, yeah. And I, I like it as well because if we're ever going to sell, we actually have another revenue stream that's coming in that we can say, and we've made, you know, $4,000 a month on just ads. So... It's pretty much yeah. on autopilot, you know what I mean? And different times a year, obviously you have a spike in sales and you have whatever, but, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to test it out and, uh, I'll probably be picking your brain anyway on, uh, on this whole blog thing. Cause I know that we're not, we're, we're, we want to get that thing growing past a hundred thousand and, um, 
and I know we can, um, but we gotta, we probably just got to optimize better. Um, and we will. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing that I love about the blogging platform is the diversification of income. Mm. No. So, you know, people are like, Oh, do you just make all your money through ads? I think a lot of bloggers do, but it's awesome that you go, you know, like you're saying, you have all this leverage because of the audience, yeah. but you know, we have a pretty even split right now between ad revenue, affiliate income, um, our digital products. And then, yeah, we're hoping to add physical products at some point again, yeah. just cause it's diversification. If one thing goes South, yep. no worries. We've got something else going. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I love your site too. At the very top. I mean, you have get your free guide top 10, uh, indoor succulents. So again, constantly building that email list. Um, yeah, I love it. And your site's so clean. Um, very, very clean. looks really, really good. Logos, logos, great. Um, everything looks really, really clean. Thank you. Cool. Um, all right. Anything else, uh, before we wrap up, we covered a lot. I'm probably gonna have to have you back on so we can dig into even some YouTube stuff. You've been crushing it on YouTube and, um, I got to figure that end of it out too. So, uh, probably be leaning on you for that, but is there anything else just on someone that's thinking about like adding this or starting to get a little bit more serious about their blog or their website traffic? The biggest thing I would say is really just do it and just don't be afraid to try something. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing I see people as they get. And, and, you know, I'm even, we talked about this uh, two days ago. Uh, you know, I even have that fear of like, Oh, if I start doing this, is it going to really work out? But honestly, the way I got to where I am is just being willing to try something new mm. and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and, and be willing to put in the work because most people aren't willing to put in the work. Yeah. Um, I used to tell everyone they should blog. And then I'm like, uh, no one wants to write an article a week or, you know, go through all the effort, but it's great. Like I, um, in the very beginning, so my, my son is almost five. So he was born shortly after we, um, started the blog Mm -hmm. and I guess about a year after. And I took basically two months off. I answered emails but I didn't really do anything else. He was born in March and May, like I said, is our peak season. Our income went up and I wasn't working That's because amazing. I had already built that up. So yeah. it's totally worth it. You just have to be brave and do it. Yeah. And, and you're full time now. Yeah. How, yep. how long, this is our income. How long, how long has it been now? Um, That's a good question. Probably... It's probably been two years. Wow. Okay. So my husband was in school and we've had some income off and on from his research, but, um, but yeah, basically two years, I think that this has been like the source of income. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. Uh, all right. Yeah. This is, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, where would you like people to go if they want to, uh, learn more about you or succulents? Um, just succulentsandsunshine.com. Awesome. Be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out and just even to just see what a nice clean website looks like that's getting a ton of traffic, which is so awesome. So Cassidy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. And uh, I'll be talking to you anyway, because we're in a mastermind together. But uh, I'll be chatting with you, um, you know, not on uh, on a podcast, but uh, I, I really want to just say thank you for coming on and sharing all of your nuggets and uh, just being an inspiration for people out there that are thinking to themselves, they got to go out there and, uh, you know, spend a crap ton of money to get started. And really they don't, they just need to spend a little bit of time and, uh, and just get to work. So I want to thank you. I appreciate you coming on Cassidy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah, this has been great. 
All right. So I wasn't kidding, right? I mean, that was packed. And it's funny, whenever I get on these calls, I never know how long they're going to go. I know some people say, you really should keep these episodes at a certain length because they'll be optimized better for iTunes. Or to me, it's about the content and about if it's still an interesting conversation, we probably should continue to record. And uh, I don't want to cut anything out because I think, you know, sometimes something I might think isn't valuable, you'll think is valuable. So it's raw, pretty much unedited. I mean, we cleaned up some of the stuff as far as, uh, you know, the audio quality as best we could. But um, I like to leave as much as possible because sometimes there's a lot of golden nuggets that uh, that you can learn from. And I think hearing the entire story is really, really powerful. So hopefully this got you thinking a little bit again about getting that outside traffic, whether that's starting your own blog slash website, starting to create that content, starting to build that email list and starting to think about other ways to monetize the traffic. And in this case, it could be through ad networks. It could be through uh, maybe even AdSense. Uh, That's an ad network that most any blog can start to use immediately. Or maybe it's an affiliate relationship with someone that's selling a physical product right now, like she's doing. And then maybe she's going to gradually move into the physical products world, which if I have anything to do with it, she will be because she could crush it. Um, So hopefully you got a ton of value. Hopefully you are going to start thinking about your market. Also thinking about some things she said about niching down. And I've said that for a long time now, it's better to niche down and then come up later, but really niche down so you have less competition, but you can really hyper-focus on that part of the market. Like I've talked before, we've got sports and outdoors, then we've got fishing, then we've got bass fishing, then we've got kayak bass fishing. That's niching down. All right. So again, get out there and start thinking in your market how you could start a blog or a website and start producing content. And then over time, like she's done, you'll start to get that traffic. And like her, she's getting 500,000 uniques a month, which is just insane. And, um, you know, our, our new uh, brand that we're working with right now, just to give you a little bit of context, been at it about 18 months, a little over 18 months now, I think since we started the blog and we're at about 70,000 uniques. So we're on our way, but uh, we're not at the 500,000 mark yet, but still 70,000 is pretty good to have that many people showing up every single month. All right. So the other thing I wanted to remind you is again, uh, mastermind this, uh, this conversation today that I had with Cassidy all came because because I'm part of a mastermind, a high-level mastermind that I pay a lot of money to belong to, and everyone in that room does as well. They're at a higher level. They're forward thinkers. Um, It's surrounding yourself with those people is where you really start to see the growth. And if you're at that level in your business where you want to surround yourself with people that are forward thinkers, people that are going to push you, but also people that you can bounce ideas off of, and you can start to really get focused on the areas of your business to grow. Cause it's not about focusing on a hundred different things. It's about focusing on one or two areas and really going all in on those. And that's what a mastermind or our inner circle does for you. Yes, we talk strategy. Yes, we talk tactic, but a lot of it's mindset and a lot of it is growing yourself. So this way here you can build a business and not necessarily be the actual person in your business, but actually the business owner. All right. And then this way here, you can grow your business and not have to be working in your 
your business. So if you're interested in our TAS Inner Circle and applying for that, head over to TASInnerCircle.com. Again, that's TASInnerCircle.com. Check it out. Apply if you think that you're a good fit. Maybe you need to wait a little while because you're not there yet. That's fine. But uh, if you are at the level of, uh, of our mastermind or our inner circle, then definitely apply if you're interested. And then from there, we can go through that process. And hopefully, you'll get an invite to be part of our inner circle. And I would really, really look forward to working on your business with you along the way. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 584. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 584. Guys, have an awesome, amazing day. And remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.